0: Hey everyone, welcome to For God Girls, the podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine, and this is episode one Who is a God Girl? I'm so excited that you all decided to listen, tune in. I'm going to open up in prayer and then we can get into the podcast. So, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord God. Thank you for the blessing that you gave me and given me this idea, Lord God. Thank you for the obedience to follow through on this. I pray right now that you would use me, Lord God. Use me as your vessel to speak your words, to influence, to just bring souls closer to you and encourage women, whoever is listening, to just you know seek you and connect to you and become God people, not just God girls, Lord God. I just pray that you would decrease me and increase your presence on this podcast. Let them hear, see, and feel you, Lord God. I just pray that this podcast will be a blessing to people everywhere, anywhere, Lord God, even if it's just one person or 1,000. I pray that your will be done through this podcast from here on out. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, I am so excited to bring you this podcast. Um, I've been working on this for about uh, a little over a month as far as like really working on the podcast. I've had the idea since the summertime, but um, it really I really decided and like decided I'm going in, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna do this. Probably in November, um, I was reading my Bible. And I already had, again, I had the idea of the podcast in August as I was reading my Bible one evening and I was in Luke and I was reading the parable of the fig tree and how Jesus cursed the fig tree because it would not produce any fruit. And when I read this, God spoke to me and was like, I'm not going to tell you again to produce
1: this fruit, do what I ask you to do, or we're done with
0: this so in that exact moment i started making a plan i started like writing down these scriptures and writing down the things that i wanted to speak about and so i recorded the episode which really when i listened to it it sounded just like a sermon and i didn't um not that i didn't want that but i just kind of took that tucked it in my back pocket for you know the future hopefully but as i studied some more and like i picked up this old book that i had been reading and i had not thought of a name for the podcast yet but i picked up this book that i had in my library and by library i mean my bookshelf (laughs) and it's called god girl and i had bought this book in 2016 when i lived in hampton i think i was like 21 and i was still in college i bought this book and it was such a good book so i decided to revisit it and as you all know I have had for golden girls for almost five years and February, it'll be five years. And so it just came to me for God girls. So with that being said, who is a God girl? So this is a quote from the author of this book, Haley DeMarco. And it says, being a God girl is not about who you are, but who you worship. And so I'm going to read just the first two pages out of this book. And it's not long two pages. It's very short. But I'm going to read the first two pages that talk about who a God girl is. And then we'll kind of get deeper into that.
1: So. Sorry if you can hear all that.
0: This is my first time. I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway. (laughs) I believe that the God girl is the most amazing girl on earth. That's because she worships the one true God. Jehovah, Yahweh, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Everything she does is colored by the fact that she loves her God with all her heart, all her soul, all her mind, and all her strength. She knows where she came from and where she is going. Her life isn't perfect. It wasn't meant to be. It's sometimes messy, sometimes loud, and sometimes uncomfortable. She has dreams, hopes prayers. She wants what every other girl wants, to love and to be loved. She wants acceptance and laughter. She wants hope and peace. Some days she's on top of the world and nothing can bring her down. And some days she is certain that she has hit bottom. But what makes the God girl different from just any girl is the God in
1: her name. her right
0: relationship with the creator of the universe, her acknowledgement that she can't do this messed up and crazy life on her own, and her willingness to trust the God who can. When life is more than she can bear, God is more than she needs. The life of the God girl centers around not what others think of her or do to her, but who he is. She defines her life by the fact that she belongs to him. The most pivotal moment in her life was the moment she said yes to his call. When she heard him say, I love you, and she believed it. When Jesus reached out of the pages of the old Bible, grabbed her hand and said, come with me. Make me Lord of your life and I will be with you always. You will never have to fear again. So when I was rereading this, it stuck out to me. I had to put my sticky note in. I was like, "I'm opening up the podcast with this because that has been my year." I've um I've grew up in church all of my life, and so of course, when you grow up in church, I think I can't speak for everybody, but sometimes in life, there's this point where you become an adult and you do your own thing. You try to figure out life for yourself and you run into that wall cuz you realize there is no life to figure out for yourself. You need help, you need guidance. You have to listen to people. And so I think that is so important and that's a part of our lesson today for sure about when I speak of who is a God girl. A God girl is connected to God. So, um
1: the scripture for this episode is actually John 15, verse one through eight. And this is, um, I mean, depending,
0: <laughs> a familiar text about the um, staying connected to the vine, which is God, of course, and being a branch connected to that. Jesus is the vine. We as followers are the branches. So, John 15, verse 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. This is Jesus speaking. <laughs> every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the world because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away as a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove
1: to be my disciples. So the word of god for the people
0: of god so what makes you a god girl and that is your connection to god knowing that you there is no possible way you can go through this life on your own whether that's friends family but most importantly without god like that just isolation trying to do things on your own even if you're rich famous It leads to a depressing life because it becomes all about you. And it's just like, who do you serve? How do you pour into others if it's all about you? If you're not connected to anything, if you, you know, you try to go through this life alone, you cannot do it. And so you must remain connected to God. And so that connection looks like prayer. That connection looks like fellowship with others. That connection looks like going to church that connection looks like reading the bible you know it's about being connected to god not just to other people not just to places or things being connected to god having that higher power that gives you wisdom that gives you the answers to what you're seeking and so i was thinking like i know when i was in um when i was in college and i lived by myself I prayed, but I didn't go to church on Sundays. I just prayed every night. And that's great because I'm communicating with God. I'm telling him what I need, but how can I hear God? How can God give me an answer if I don't read his word? How can he speak back to me, you know? And there are many ways to hear God. and He will speak back to you. You don't have to go to church, but it is a wonderful way to hear him through sermons, through his scripture, through his word. You know, that is I don't want to have a one-way conversation with God. I want to hear him. I want him to give me some direction because I don't know where to go. And I'm tired of making it up on my own. And so staying connected to him has been the greatest resource I've had this year. And I have, (laughs) I'm notoriously known in my um, friend group to up and move out of state. Like if I'm tired of something or if I want to change, I will just make it happen. And so since the pandemic, I have slowed down a lot, maybe not since the pandemic, but like since 2021, I really made a conscious decision to like wait and listen to God because I had the habit of doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do for a quick fix. And then I found myself into a new problem. But I did, I made a conscious decision to wait on God and to hear his voice in things. And so In the midst of a conflict I was having, I started meditating on his word. I would watch sermons in the morning, really trying to hear God like, what do you want me to do next? How can I get out of this problem? How can I make it through this problem while I'm here in my waiting season? And that changed my life. And so that was kind of when I decided like, okay, I really want to have my own personal relationship with God. I don't want to just be liking stuff on Instagram or doing this little bit, doing this a little bit. I really want to know this for myself. And it wasn't overnight. That was the start, but it was not overnight at all. So I started reading the Bible more. And by reading the Bible, I mean like I would do Bible plans and stuff like that. I wasn't actively going through the chapters like I do now. But that was a start and that's enough. And that's me being connected to God that helps me to grow, that helps that has helped me to get to the place I am in today. And it's just a baby step. I started with a Bible plan where I probably only read three verses a day. Three verses is a little light, but I read the plan, got the lesson, read the chapter they wanted me to read, and then I moved on from it. But now, I go find my own things in the Bible. I'm studying the Bible, which I think is so amazing because that's not, even when, A few years ago, even last year, when I thought of myself like being a full time, really into things, I didn't even see it this way. But the way I study the Bible now, the way I immerse myself into God's word, it fulfills me. And it's the only thing that helps me get through this life for sure. But yes, being a God girl is about staying connected to God, who you worship, how you worship, hearing His voice as much as you are making requests to him and talking to him and praying, how do you hear? How do you get the answer to your prayer? How does God speak back to you? And you must be connected to him to experience this. Um, I guess I'm kind of like holding my breath. That's why I keep sounding like that. Because my sister said, when she listened to my other versions of this, she's like, you sound so emotional. Sound like you were crying, but really, I guess um, because this mic is so sensitive, I'm holding my breath, and so when I do that out of sight, it sounds like I'm crying, but I'm in a really good mood. I'm not crying, (laughs) I am just trying to talk, hold my breath. So I'll get better at it. But anyway, next thing God changes lives, and if you feel like he has not changed your life, it's only because you have not let him. And what I mean by that is surrendering to god i used to put up so many blocks in my life and i mean like i just would not listen i didn't want to feel certain things so i would just distract myself distract myself distract myself and it was not until i didn't have any more distractions well i'm not gonna say that i made a conscious decision and i thank god for this woman who told me this And I was just expressing to her, you know, some things that was going on in my life. And she was like, take captive every thought and challenge it against the word of God. And this helped me with my anxiety so much. She said, if you ever have a feeling and you're unsure about it, or it just doesn't feel good, to figure out if that's the devil lying to you, or if this is something, you know, you really need to work through, take that thought captive. What does the Bible say about this? So worry, fear, like, instantly, I started doing that. Every time I was having negative thoughts, I was like, oh, it's gonna be okay, because that's, that's the devil trying to distract me. And so what she said to me had really, really helped me. And so I was like, okay, well, in order to take captive every thought, I have to know what the Bible says, if I want to challenge it up, you know, against the Bible. So I really started studying the Bible. And when I learned the way that God loves me, now that. Changed my life. Of course, we hear that God loves us and we know that, but like, do you know how much He really loves you? Do you know that you have the inheritance of, you know, do you know that Jesus died for your sins, that like God loves you? And so when I figured out what a godly love is, it helped me heal so many wounds that I had. It helped me to love other people better and show up for them better. It helped me to, um, for lack of a better phrase, stand on business. I don't let people play with me the way that they used to. I can tell when something is real love and when it's fake and when you are. And it's not even that people don't like you or stuff like that, but they just may not have experienced love the way you have and they don't know how to show up for you in that way. And the way I'm able to make a conscious choice now and be like, yeah, what you're offering me, I don't want it because it does not resemble the love that God has for me and that I know I'm capable of giving. So I can't rock with you. And this isn't friendships. This isn't jobs. (laughs) And that's so funny, but it is in jobs too. It's like the way that I value myself now, I can't let anybody play with me. And that's just like the bottom line. And that is how I knew, like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm in God's favor right now. Like, I'm really stepping into my royalness as God's child. And it just changed the confidence I had in myself. It just changed who I was fully because I was just like, I love myself so much. I can't let nobody play with me. I love myself so much. I have to take better care of my body. I love myself the way God loves me. And I'm not, He would not want you to play with me, so I'm not going to even play with myself like that. I'm going to be you know showing up representing like I'm a child of God because that's what I am I'm royalty and that's how I feel now that's how I try to show up is because like I feel so good about myself because I know how God feels about me
1: and that helped me just live a better more full life <laughs> sorry I was holding my breath again so yeah
0: I, I life will not be perfect it won't However, when you know that you can go to God with anything, it gives you this confidence. It gives you this peace that you can just walk through life and be like, oh, it's okay. And I and I mean that because this year I've cried more than I had the year before, probably. And in that, I found a closer, deeper relationship with God. And I mean, I could literally be driving to work and I'll just start praying like, God, I don't, you know, I'll tell him what I need and I thank him for what he's giving me. Like I'm having a conversation with him because life is not perfect. People are still going to make you upset. Things will happen because that's just the way of life. But I'm appreciative for those things because. If it was perfect, I would not need God the way that I need him. So when I have these struggles, when I have these problems, I know it's all working for my good and that's where I try to find it. And it's not easy. I want to make make sure everybody knows being a God girl is not easy. To whom much is given, much is required. But I feel honored. I feel blessed to have the opportunity to
1: do that. And so, it's not easy.
0: Walking this life is not easy. You're going to slip up, but you know that's why God loves us the way He does, and He allows us to repent he allows us to come back to him and that's a part of being god's child being a god girl you know that's just how it comes out and so again in john 15 which really did relate to what i was saying earlier about the fig tree too being connected to god and producing his fruit so when you're connected to him you can sustain through all these bad times and you're able to produce his fruit because you're connected to him so the fruits of the spirit goes back to galatians 5 um verse 22 23 and so the fruits of the spirit are love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control so what i tell myself now if I'm in a situation, a tough situation, more so to speak, even, and if it's helping me to produce those fruits, then I'm okay with it. If it's helping me build my patience, I'm okay with it. If it's helping me with my love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, self control, faithfulness, gentil- gentleness, then I know it's for God, it's from God, and it, it's helping me. But the moment I'm in a situation and I cannot produce patience and I'm producing anger, and I'm producing jealousy or you know just I don't know the wrong things things that are not fruits I know it's not from God and I get myself out of that situation immediately and that could be work that could be if I'm in the store and somebody you know I can't bring myself to practice patience and I'm about to start going off I remove myself from that situation because that's not of God and I don't need to be in that situation but if it's something I'm in a store and it's helping me produce patients. Then I could wait there calmly. And who knows? One day, <laughs> this is a random story, but one day I was in Food Lion and <laughs> I wanted something from the hot deli. So I asked them to make it because that's what I wanted. I, that's what I came in there for. And it took about 20 minutes. Mind you, I'm literally, that's all I came in there for. So I'm literally just standing at the deli in Food line for 20 minutes. But I'm cool. I mean, I'm just sitting there. That's what I came in there for. So I was not tripping. The line is long. So this must be around Thanksgiving. The lines are super long. I get in the back of the line with my bag of chicken. That's all I have. The man looks at me. I just smile at him. I'm not thinking of it. Nothing of it. He's like, oh, you can meet me on aisle five or whatever. I mean, on lane five. He opened up a new lane for me. (laughs) And I know that's something so small, but my patience. Because I knew I only had a bag of chicken. And I'm looking at people with carts full of stuff and I'm behind them, but I wanted that chicken. I made those people cook it. I was just gonna wait in line patiently. It was what it was, I was not tripping over it. But even small things like that got rewards. You know, it built my patience. I'm just sitting here, it's okay to wait. And so also at work, there might be times where you're building your patience, things are happening, you build your patience, but you know know the switch between patience and now You got me feeling the type of way and this job is still in my joy. This job is causing me to be angry. You know, that's the difference. And that's when you know it's time for a shift. But just learning better skills, just because somebody make you mad on your job doesn't mean you need to quit. You might need to practice patience. But if this job sucks the life out of you and you feel angry when you wake up, you have anxiety, that's not the place you need to be or you need to find a way to cope with this and change the feelings you're developing for, you know, this environment. And so that <laughs> that in short is just examples of how staying connected to God can just change you, bring you this peace that surpasses understanding as the Bible says. And so that is episode 1 of what is a God girl? A God girl is someone who is connected to God. Who seeks God and seeks the answers from God's wait to listen to God. That is what a God girl is, and I'm so excited to um bring you the next episode in two weeks. So you know, as the year goes on, who knows? It could. I don't know. I don't promise anything, but it could become weekly. But right now, we're gonna keep it as bi-weekly, and I'm just excited that you came to listen to our first episode. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I pray that you have a wonderful week, a happy new year and follow us at for golden girls on Instagram, Facebook, um, follow us on Spotify, Apple podcast, um, Google podcast, Amazon music. Um, you know, we're pretty much everywhere, but thank you so much for your support. I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that you would you know, you're encouraged to go through this week a little bit closer to God, connected to him. So when you find yourself getting out of those fruits of the spirit, and you're ready to, you know, go in or someone or anything like that. Just go to your Bible. Remember who you're connected to. Pray, listen, seek God, connect with him. And I will see you all in two weeks. Happy New Year. Bye.